You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underdog NFL Show. Sounds good to say that. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, how are you? I am feeling really good, excited to be back. Great to hear your voice. Uh, it's not the first time I've heard it, but in a long while. Too long for sure. We've got so much to talk about. I have got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to talk some interesting lines and stuff like that. But before uh, before we get into all of that, sir, I want to I want to give some breaking news that I just learned. Apparently, we and by we I mean the world have been saying Travis Kelsey's name wrong this whole time. And also, as an extension, I suppose Jason Kelsey's name wrong the whole time. He said uh, on uh, a show today that uh, it's pronounced Kels, not Kelsey. I don't believe him. <laughs> yeah, right? It, I'm not sure how he can be wrong, but I feel like he is. Here, I don't know. Let's see if we can play this. And then the audio will pick up. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. It's, it's, I got Kelsey and then Kels. My real name is Kels, so, I mean... I just kind of roll with the punches. There you go. From Kels himself. Yeah, from Mr. Kels. I'll, I'll even <laughs> add on to it at this point. Uh, <laughs> what what I feel, to mm-hmm. me, Chris, that this is a character flaw on Travis's part. I'm not so much going to Jason's and he gets much less pub and doesn't speak as much. But defend yourself. Defend yeah. yourself. This is your name, your family name. So... I'm upset. I will call him Kels from now on. But I feel like that there's been people calling him Kels by nickname. That's what mm-hmm. I would have done in the locker room. So maybe they were getting it right by, you know, serendipitously. But I'm, um, it makes sense. But it's, it's, I got... Yeah, for sure. Uh, Patrick Mahomes tweeted, you learn something new every day. Uh, let's see. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I lost. I lost the other one. Oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill said, so I've been saying his name wrong this entire time. Even his teammates didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. But I think this has has to be a joke. I hope that it comes out that he's lying. Because Uh, that's a lot. He's not a rookie. He's not year three. We've been doing this for a while. You've won a Super Bowl. Yeah. MVP, Super Bowl MVP candidate, top player, top player at your position in the league. We Shots have to fired, get George Kittle. Right. George, <laughs> but I'm saying it's like um, it's not like Tarod Taylor. No shot at Tarod either. But yeah, you know you're top of the class. We should we should be saying the name right. Agreed. Does this uh, does this? Do you think this paints him as like super chill and laid back, or is, do you think there is? Because he doesn't seem like a like an overly passive person to me. No, I mean he dances like no other. Yeah. <laughs> borderline attention seeking so i think that at some point in the locker room or the uh, food table cafeteria table he would have said loudly that's not even my name right or something like that so it is actually to me uh some character development needs to happen a little bit timid a little bit timid right you're having a bad day people are complaining to you and they're calling you by your wrong name you just you just shout out that's not even my name come on come on I don't call you such and such. (laughs) I almost made a really inappropriate Tyree Kill joke, but about what we should be calling him. Uh, You can all use your own imaginations for that one. 
Yeah, this is this is this is a weird one. This is a weird one. Uh, another this Richard Sherman thing today is uh, we're calling him inmate number one two one three eight oh four. Weird, weird situation for Sherman, and it just keeps getting weirder. Woke up to find out that he got arrested in Washington for, and I don't want to, I don't want to get this wrong. I want to get the exact charge uh, correct. I believe it's burglary domestic violence or burglary domestic assault. It's one of those two. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, in fact, it is, in fact, arrest overnight, blah, 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 denied bail. Uh, Wow, so many, so many. (laughs) It's one of those two is what I'm going to say. I believe believe it's domestic violence. And basically, it seemed like it was, uh, it was him... So this is a weird thing, and that on its own shouldn't be – you shouldn't criticize him too much because that can be as little as he came into a property that he wasn't allowed to. In this case, it was a property that he owned but didn't occupy. I guess uh, mm-hmm. you know, a female in his life did. and he It's his wife, apparently. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even have that information. I didn't want to misspeak. But mm-hmm. uh, So she asked him to leave. He didn't. He tried to break in, all of that. That, that in itself is the – you know, the, the burglary, domestic violence, or whatever that is. Uh, the other stuff that led up to it is is troubling, apparently. He got into an accident. Uh, he hit a medium on the highway and then fought with the police and had a canine, a uh, police canine released on him to subdue him. Yeah, that is troubling. I can picture it. <laughs> and not to say... Richard Sherman hasn't been a, outspoken for the right things. He's been outspoken, period. But ha- not to say he hasn't been outspoken for the right things and has never been on the right side, quote unquote, of certain things. But also, at the same time, I could see how he could be in a situation where he's either not sober in his right mind, whatever. Yeah. And his response to being... Um, approached about that not being uh, to just submit to it uh, and to actually agitate uh, a situation. I can picture it pretty vividly. That seems like you're hitting the nail on the head here. Perlow, the domestic violence specifications to the burglary charge is for his uh, relation, for his relations of the address's occupants. Sherman's wife's parents, uh, not because of violence towards any family member or significant other, Sherman was initially pursued after running his SUV through a construction zone and into a concrete barrier uh, where highway workers were present at the time. Uh, One of the workers called 911. Sherman's vehicle was found a half mile away after it was no longer to be driven. Uh, Sherman was suspected of a DUI. A blood sample was taken when Sherman was treated at the hospital for minor injuries after a canine dog had to be used to subdue him. So, yeah, he apparently was trying to break into his in-law's house. His wife's parents' house. This is a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> I can't piece together that vividly. I cannot. Uh, was he uh, just trying I, to hide, and he was belligerent, or who knows? Likely, and I and, and you get that. You get that. Like I'll hold your back. I'll, I'll I'll have you hold you down as a family member, and it just being the absolute wrong choice as a family member. For sure. Just uh, really troubling stuff and not the kind of thing that you want happening, especially in a situation where, like, Sherman is, he's a free agent. 
know, this is a guy without a contract right now. So this is not boding well for his future in the NFL. Yeah, he was already told uh, to me and in, in, in what I was thinking about his value. It was already one of those things where you, you're going to have to come in, be super helpful in the locker room, situational guy. And so the situation is not that dire <laughs> if mm. if this is, you know, this is the case, especially in. I mean, we're 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 away from the year of of, of it being a weird year, but there's still some yeah. question marks. So you're not gonna, you know, anything that's that steps outside of that line of of something that you can easily take care of in a locker room is probably going to be a little bit more heightened still these days. Well, other interesting cornerback news. Mike Silver says there's a lot of talk that Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard could be traded soon. Obviously, huge year last year, uh, double digit picks. Once a giant new contract and he is uh, i think he's in like year three of his current contract yeah one current has having four years left on his current deal after inking a five-year deal two off seasons ago so he has completed one of five years once a giant new contract uh, somewhere around the five-year hundred million dollar deal that jalen ramsey got what do you think happens here is there is there a real market for howard with how much money he wants to be paid not how much he wants to be paid. There's a market, and he's he's smart. He's smart to come out uh, pointing at the fence a la Babe Ruth to try to yeah. get this. But um, it's not happening right now. The NFL continues to make money, but the the narrative right now is that things are tight. <laughs> we got to see, you know, you never know um, how much you can really put down on a guy unless he's generational. That's mm-hmm. what I'm feeling. I mean, Julio's movable. Stuff like that. So this guy's not going to get a major payday, and he's not going to actually shift, you know, the the highest paid cornerback market at all either. It'll be interesting to how it how it plays out. But I'm 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 glad that he's trying to shift the trajectory a little bit because he is playing better than expected. So you have to try. Yeah, these guys. It seems like if they want to be dealt, they do eventually get dealt. Julio found his way to Tennessee. That's going to be an interesting fit there. Uh, we haven't talked for a while. What do you think of the Lions draft? It was strong. I was happy. The The thing that I felt the most outside of pick by pick is the reasoning behind each pick. And mm. it felt like the, the the organization is sticking to a plan. It doesn't seem like there was a sway from the outside voices, a, a.k.a. media, people like me and fans. It, there seems to be something at work, at play. I mean, and... I'm pleased. I'm excited. We have a, a guy that's going to be a lion for a long time, I hope, or at least one of those guys that you remember at the, in the position group as a, at, the, at the offensive line position. That's going to be mm-hmm. – it's going to be a hard – you're going to be hard-pressed to see him not succeed. And uh, if, if, um, if this staff, which is being well put together, is anything I can imagine, he's going to want to play, and he's going to want to play there for a long time. So um, I'm, I'm appreciative of this draft. Yeah, this was you can see the the fingerprints of Dan Campbell all over this draft because man, they went trenches, trenches, trenches early. Uh, you have you know Taylor Decker at left tackle with now Penny Sewell at right tackle, and then you go back to back defensive tackles in uh, in the second and third rounds with <laughs> the Washington defensive tackle whose last name I'm not going to try and pronounce, and Aleem McNeil from. Uh, NC State. I we saw a lot of this this year in the draft. Teams basically just double doubling up on uh, on positions and back to back rounds. What do you think of that philosophy? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think it doesn't. There's no relatively recent uh, thing that that makes me outside of wide receiver, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I think uh, I forget which draft it was a while back that two corners were taken um, in the, by the same team in back-to-back rounds or back-to-back picks in, in, in mid-round, and they both ended up very good, one out outplaying the other. And ever since then, I really wish I could. I feel like it was the Vikings or maybe the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do my, my research later. But that from that point, I'm like, you can do that thing. One, um, if, if one tanks, the other doesn't, or they're both growing together. Um, and it's a sign of trusting your scouting, trusting – um, what you see and trusting and knowing uh, what you need to to inc- increase your personnel. So, I'm I'm not against it. Um, I'm not saying it has a philosophy to do it often, but when it comes up, do it. I'm for it. Yeah, I think looking at Bavada right now, they have the over under for the Lions win total this year, basically at five. The uh, the mm. the over okay. minus one hundred five, the under minus one twenty five. So even ish. What do you think of that number? I just I was just actually pretty impressed. Uh, I've been seeing lists where we're the worst or second worst team in the league, mm-hmm. and to, for that to equal five wins, I don't think so. So that that Bavada, thank you for that. I think five six wins. I think there's going to be a couple sneaky wins. Uh, this, I just read it, uh, something where someone said that it reminds them Campbell reminds them of when McVeigh came into the scene, and I don't know if it's wow. just. Yeah, that's a that's that's high praise. I don't know if it's just the newness of it, um, if it's the quirky slash specific personality of it, or if it's the the football paradigm is shifting part of it. And either way, yeah, you know, at all the three of those options, you're gonna get some wins, some sneaky wins, at least in year one. So give me five to six wins. I feel good about that. And a six and ten team is six actually, and eleven. Six and eleven. How about Sorry. that? Wow, look at my archaic. <laughs> NFL history brain. Come um, on, man. I know I got to catch up to the times, but that's that's impressive uh, to me. That's a that's an okay, borderlining impressive start to a strong pivot in organizational um, philosophy. Well, Bavada has my Philadelphia Eagles at six and a half wins, and I got to tell you, I <laughs> I am I am not confident about that number. Even though the I, it, I get the impression from the Eagles that they think that they can sneak into the playoffs and be a playoff caliber team. Obviously, all of that rests on what Jalen Hurts does at the quarterback position, but I'm not confident about it. And I'll tell you, I was thinking because right now the Eagles have two first round picks with uh, a third on the way if Carson plays 75 percent of the games and uh, start 75% of the games in Indianapolis, which I, I think probably happens with the re, uh, reunification of him and Frank Reich. He's going to get his career back on track. I was thinking that, man, this is the most excited I've been to watch college football in a long time because college sports are so much more fun when your team's going to have high draft picks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And But let me, I don't want to spoil that notion because it, it does get fun, but from someone who's a lifelong fan of an organization who typically has a top pick, it kind of mellows out because you're wondering which one <laughs> of these guys are not the guy. You start to get uh, jaded. Your your lenses are jaded. But college football is definitely going to be fun for you all because there's some quality defensive players uh, coming up. I mean, obviously wide receiver, but you, who knows? You may still be in the market. Question for you, though, yeah. is you you kind of answered it. But I am getting the sense that Jalen Hurts is going on a convincing the masses mission and tour. Um, just the way he's speaking, how he's speaking about being the leader of this Eagles team. It sounded like you're not buying in. 
or are, do you believe him, but just don't think he can overcome what the hell is going on, what uh, is about to go on? With That's the, the problem. Look, the I I want nothing more than for Jalen Hurts to be to be very good because he is the kind of not just person, like he's the kind of man that you want leading your football team. Mm-hmm. This is you know he's an eleven out of ten character guy. He's an eleven out of ten work guy. He's an eleven out of ten teammate unbelievable human being unbelievable work ethic as you know you don't put up the weightlifting numbers that this guy has done at the quarterback position he broke the squat record at uh at oklahoma for that's like, nuts. as that a quarterback is- like that's absurd this guy this guy is he's he's the kind of person that you'll you'll follow into battle the problem is that goes away when he lets you down too many times and i i do worry about the accuracy issues i i if anybody's going to overcome them, I I think he's got a shot, and he certainly adds another element to the game with his legs. He'll be fun to watch, and I'm rooting for him to do extremely well. I'm just cautious with my expectations. That's fair. That's fair. I was just wondering because he was he, he he's making me at least lean in um, whenever you guys are on the schedule. And oh, so oh, he gets um, it, man. He get yeah. he gets what it is to be a professional. Absolutely, absolutely. I rock with it. I rock with it a lot. Oh, me too. I, I hope he's great. He's. I would love for that to be the face of your franchise. I just the accuracy issues are a real issue at the quarterback position. They are. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really interesting to see. And obviously, you're talking about a, a kind of rocked up quarterback and a, a historically thin wide receiver. But I thought it was funny when when Smith got drafted and he and Hertz saw each other for the first time. I was just thinking, like, man, I would give anything for Devontae Smith to be built like Jalen Hurts. It's so funny. It was almost like that thing where uh, we're supposed to actually see Devontae Smith playing with Jalen Hurts later because he's meeting him now as a high school All-American. Right, right. right. That's how it looks. Maybe even an eighth grader. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no offense to, to Devontae because I think he's going to play really well. I think he's prepared to be a pro we'll see if the desmond howard effect happens but yeah oh yes look some guys they they just don't have the genetics to put weight on you you see the the narrow shoulders and uh, the inability to put on muscle and it, it, things aren't more than likely than not are not going to change for Devonte smith that alabama strength and conditioning team is as good as any professional team there is that is first rate all the way so to think that he's going to come into the NFL and suddenly figure out a way to put on 15 pounds of good muscle and 15 pounds of good weight is uh, it's unrealistic. He is what he is. He's probably going to play around this weight his entire career. It's just a matter of, you know, is he going to be, you know, Marvin Harrison healthy or is he going to be Deshaun Jackson late career healthy? Good good comparison. Great comparison. Even even I would not even say 88's name, but that's a solid comparison. <laughs> well, that's it's impossible not to draw that. Every, everyone in the world is comparing him to Marvin Harrison in, in terms of physique, just because he's such an outlier physically with right. with his build. So, right. um, before we get into some other stuff, I, I'm looking at some of these Bavada props right now, and I've got the Detroit Lions to make the playoffs. Yes, plus five hundred. No, minus nine hundred. How you feeling <laughs> about that? I'm feeling like I should kind of could put some money on it but no i've got a family to feed so uh man we're not gonna make the playoffs it's not it's one of those things don't be offended lions fans lions nation it's not the time don't look for it to be the time 
no playoffs. You're right. And for it to be so swung on the other side, don't be offended by that either. Hey, it's it's not that bad. You can throw down 500 to win 100 on them not making the playoffs. <laughs> As, I'm not going to do that either. Well, and in the uh, in the Detroit world, I saw the the Bavada odds for Cade Cunningham to be the number one pick in the uh, in the draft for the Detroit Pistons. Congratulations, by the way. Thank uh, you. Excited times. He was minus ten thousand to be the number one pick in the draft. So you just have to put down ten G's if you want to win a hundred bucks for Cade Cunningham being number the number one pick. Now we're talking. That's good money. <laughs> and you see those idiots do that every once in a while. Like you see those those crazy people who put down like you know put down like. $500,000 to win a thousand or some stupid bullshit that they do just to show how much money they have. And then they lose. Right. And then, and then you, you can't be happier about it. Exactly. It's just, it's uh, a fool in their money, man. Um, <laughs> I saw that only eight teams right now have crossed that magical 85% uh, threshold for being vaccinated. As a guy who has spent a, a lot of his life in locker rooms, are you, uh, what, I guess I'm, I'm not going to ask if you're surprised or anything like that. I'm just going to ask, what's your reaction to that? Um, I'm not surprised to answer that question only because guys start to really believe it, it, it's, it's, it's double. It's, it's kind of two ways of thinking. So let me start with the first one, the events of invincibility thing. Mm. Um, a lot of guys in the locker room do feel invincible. Uh, and so, like, you're you're fighting against that, right? Um, and then, but some of those guys, you know, they get the education, they start to believe, and they get they trust who they're hearing from. So that's what makes me think the 83 is actually kind of high when you think about how guys think that they're the exception to every rule, every health rule mm -hmm. known to man. So I'm surprised that it's not lower. Sorry, um, I, I just want to I just want to clarify this. I, only eight teams. Oh. Only only eight teams have passed the eighty five percent threshold, which Not allows surprised. for regular operation. There we go. Not surprised at that, because guys, yeah. There we go. Not surprised. See, Not I surprised. I am a little bit surprised. Just I mean, you know, I, I understand the personality aspects of it for sure, but you would think that with how the NFL has incentivized players to get vaccinated. By basically saying, hey, if you're not, you're not going to have an off week. Like your off week will be confined to you being in your home. You can't go out. You can't eat on the road. You can't do anything if you're not vaccinated, basically. I'm a little bit surprised. And I'm also a little bit surprised because I would think I would think guys want to get back to normal rather than having to go through the annoyance of getting tested every day, being subject to contact tracing, all of the nonsense that went into the season last year. No, I agree with that. I think it's one of those things where the one being that feeling invincible slash exception to the rule is also applicable to the other, which is um, I might leave if I want to, or yeah. it doesn't bother me that much to be in my room, or I'll be able to sneak out. You know, there's just, I think there's so many individualistic variables. The thing that when you say it out loud, though, it just really looks stupid because if if the NFL and as an organization and you as a player who, even if you're not in the top, you know, 10% of, of salaries, you're in the top 
eighty percent of in the country. Oh, higher um, than that. Yeah, <laughs> that you are fine with um, getting what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, in, scientific information. You know, scientific support, help, so that you can, you actually could make your life seem regular. Like we have everyday people saying, "I want to get back to regular life." You athletes actually are much more degrees closer to that actually happening in a very safe, mm-hmm. scientifically backed way. So that ignorance is cannot pierce through either um, conspiracy theorism, which is cultural in a sense to a lot of these players, and then you know the the exclusion thing that also is hammered in as as you get higher into in the professional ranks. Yeah, it is a shame that the internet exists because I feel like we would be past coronavirus if it didn't at this point. Oh, 1000%. 1000% the internet is 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 fighting back. It's Buster Douglas Buster Douglas with this this obvious win we should have right now. Well, let me ask you this. Obviously, whether or not to get vaccinated is a is a personal choice and not everybody is for some and there's also a uh, you know physical elements that go into play here. But given how readily available vaccines are right now, hell, I was walking around Walmart like a month ago and they're literally saying over the loudspeaker every 10 minutes, hey, come in. You can get a vaccine right now. It's free. No waiting. Like they're readily available. You can get them anywhere. They're sure there are underserved communities. I'm not going to minimize that. But especially NFL players have access to a vaccine if they want one. If they miss games because they test positive for COVID this year, should they be paid? I think they should be. I think they should be paid. I think they should be docked. How much? Pay. Okay. Okay. Because it just numbers. feels. It just feels like there's an obligation at this point. Like that's your job. You you're not doing your job because of a decision you made. Yeah, I just think if if we're talking about getting paid from the job, if the job isn't saying you have to, yeah, then taking away pay. That's fair. It's kind of, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. So it, it's almost like, you know, I mean, there no, actually that's, that's really a fair is point. no comparison, but. That is, a, that is an entirely fair point. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just seeing this right now, but apparently the, uh, the Washington football team got very close to calling themselves the Washington Warriors. Uh, <laughs> feels like they didn't learn a lesson there, but I mean, they did eventually not go with it, but. That it seems like that was the front runner for a very long time. It just would have been, it just would have been the old logo, but yeah. forward facing yeah. instead yeah, right. of instead of the profile. Right? Why not just like at that point they're just gonna call themselves like the Washington Indians or something like that? <laughs> like, come on, have have some self awareness. They are. <laughs> we we have learned that they are going to uh, announce their their new name. They will not be the Washington Football Team forever. Uh, some point. I guess some point this season. So we'll see. That's actually really weird because what does that mean? Like in the middle of the season, we're changing all of our graphics and stuff. Well, no, it means they're going to do it for next year. Got it. Oh, what did you think of the, what did you think of the number change? I don't think we've talked since the the rule, the number change rules have come into play. We haven't. And I think I'm more so on the side of, I get it. So I think I just rested there, but for the sake of the show, it's not the greatest thing. Maybe my nostalgia, but it just looks, <laughs> I don't, I can't get with it. Looks like weird, I, right? I, it, when I see it, I'm, I'm, ex- my brain already interprets certain positions to be certain things. So it's, 
I could see if it was as aesthetically pleasing as, you know, the reason why it's happening, but it's just not. So now it's just kind of a little bit like, is everyone, um, did everyone just sign or just get drafted? Is this the, um, the rookie showcase for everyone? When all, when all their numbers aren't set in stone, right. like, it's, that's it's what it reminds me of. Preseason games, yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, and again, I think I'm on the exact same side as you in just being a, I don't know, a, a fan of what it was. It seemed like it it made sense, but maybe it made sense because that's what we've that's all we've known. And you know, the college football. I, I mean, I guess college football is the argument against that, and it always looks weird to me when you have like a cornerback wearing number one or something like that in college. But at the same time, it doesn't diminish from the game. So at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. No, we can see it coming because there was this, this time when defensive linemen, I guess the last seven years, defensive linemen started doing single digits and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. We're getting somewhere that the, the youth, the youth are winning. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, that one I do not care for, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it would be fun to, wear, you know, I, I want to see a punter wear like 91 or something. <laughs> Just something ridiculous. Um, all right. Let's do some let's do some props here before we uh, we get out of here for this week. We've got and I think we're going to reevaluate this a little bit before the uh, before the season actually starts, which isn't that long, man. We're like three weeks from two weeks from training camp. That's crazy. Wowzers. Let's get it. Yeah, when did that happen? How did this is going to be another summer that didn't exist for me as I prepare to move yeah. and all of that stuff? And I guess that's every adult summer. With that said, I literally just basically went on major trips for seven consecutive days. So maybe it <laughs> no, did you're exist. just going to wake up in the new house. But, oh, but I no, don't I think, think for that's me, the case, really, <laughs> for me, um, I, this is as as much as, as it is that summer. I, I agree. The heaviness of what was going on last year going into the season, um, for better or for worse, yeah. I'm not saying I'm glad and I'm saying, you know, has has been greatly reduced. And I even said on Twitter, I'm like, I am ready to get back into my, like, super in-depth knowledge and, and you know, attention towards my sports, man. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of lost track for reality's sake. And now I'm like, but this, this shit is fun. It's yeah. fun. So... I'm, I'm, there's something for that for me in the air with training camps to the point where I was highly disappointed in the Cowboys being the hard knocks choice because I don't care. Oh, I know, man. I do not want to see that. Like, I don't. They were they were hard knocks like three years ago, weren't they? Or they were all or nothing yeah. or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and I didn't watch it be, because I I don't want to. I don't want that show to humanize any of them for me. I want them to be monsters. I want them to be evil monsters. They're basically like the the bad guys in Space Jam. Yeah. The Monstars. Yeah. There you go. I, I, no reason to root for the Monstars. I mean, with, yeah, with what Jerry kind of, Jones what kind of weirdo helm, roots for a, the Monstars? That's an apples to apples comparison. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what kind of what kind of what kind of weirdos? Like, man, I really hope the Monstars win this. <laughs> Not one. Any interest at all in the new Space Jam? Yes. Yes. Um. I mean, uh, Ava, our, our, our six-year-old, uh, we put her on the Space Jam over this summer, the Michael Jordan original, and now she's excited. I'm actually excited because I want to see what they do with it. Uh, I do not think LeBron James can act, even though he did a pretty good job in Littlefoot or Smallfoot or whatever it's called. And I have no yeah, idea so what that is. What is that? It's a children's movie. Okay. Well, then I'm <laughs> glad I don't know. Yeah, there you go. He was in Trainwrecked, uh, the Judd Apatow, Amy Schumer movie, and he was actually he was actually 
pretty good. I don't like the guy, so I don't want to give him any credit for anything. But, there you go. Don't. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this now. Uh, it's like a Land Before Time kind of thing. Oh, it is literally a Land Before Time thing. Little Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved... Look, back in the day, I loved the Land Before Time. That's cool. that's a good series, man. But you I know, didn't I, take you for a Land Before Timer. Oh, I dug it. I mean, but I was... Uh, you know, obviously I aged out of that series. <laughs> Did you... I'm not really, uh, I'm not really checking back in every so often like that. <laughs> I guess I don't have the nostalgia for it that I do some other things, but I, but I dug it. The first couple were really good. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the, <laughs> the Land Before Time series. <laughs> you could have, I, you could have offered me a lot of money, and I would have, uh, I would have guessed that we didn't talk about the Land Before Time on the show today. Yeah. Yeah, you would have lost that money, but it would have been a good bet prior. <laughs> but that is, uh, that's, that's, that's the fun of it. Um, all right, props. MVP, the clear favorite at Bavada, is one Patrick Mahomes to, to the surprise of absolutely nobody. They have him listed at plus 450. Following him, Aaron Rodgers. That's that's a gamble, plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, plus 11. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. plus 12. Uh, Matty Stafford is plus 14, Dak plus 15, Jackson plus Lamar Jackson plus 16, Russell Wilson 16, Justin Herbert 18, Kyler is 2,000, Baker's 22, Carson's 22, above Tannehill at 33, Burrow at 4,000, and Matt Ryan. That's crazy. Famous Jameis comes in at 4,500. The first uh, non-quarterbacks is Derrick Henry at plus 4,500. Deshaun Watson, Mm. quite the gamble at plus 5,000. Yeah. Where are you putting your uh, your MVP money right now? And and be, before you ask, Tim Tebow plus twenty five thousand. Damn it! <laughs> well, I'm gonna be a bazillionaire. Yeah, I'm putting my money on Tebow. No, <laughs> we shouldn't have let him back in. He's only gonna do that thing again. No, uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm really. Um, damn. Could you imagine? If, really, while you're thinking, could you imagine if Tebow started kneeling for the national anthem? Oh my gosh! I don't know if there's enough <laughs> bandwidth across, you know, media coverage slash internet proxy all yeah. things to even cover what would happen. But I'm actually torn between. This is not shocking, mm-hmm. but I'm, the tornness is legitimate between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I think they're both ready. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win it. Losing, he's the type of uh, of guy that losing the Super Bowl does something to him like he's sure. that type of competitor and we're going to see something special out of it and give him mvp mvp for sure yeah at some like brady's got to regress at some point right he's got it just has to happen we saw the lebron thing, regress this year brady has to yeah we we saw that regression this year i think that brady makes up for that through the tape like seeing yeah. it experiencing being not in in uh, New England and recovers in a strange way. I'm not saying that he physically performs better. I'm saying that game planning and, 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 you know, prevention will increase. Josh Allen, I think is probably going to regress a little bit this year. I think, I think he played a little over his head. Uh, Stafford's going to be really interesting, but I don't know that that Rams team is, is complete enough. Dak's going to put up numbers, but that defense is terrible and that's going to hold wins down. I just man, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's if, a two-man it, race. If I got a hundred bucks, like honestly, I might put a hundred bucks on Jameis because Jameis does weird shit. 
<laughs> if you can win the MVP with doing very weird shit, but not running, being part of that weird shit, yeah, then you, I'm I'm on board with the Jameis thing. But when you're really truly a pocket passer and you do oddball mm. things, it's kind of tough. Yeah, my uh, my flight mate Jimmy Garoppolo was uh, is plus eight thousand. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy saw me go to the airport bathroom twice. So he know he knows what time it is. We have a special relationship now. Um, yeah, it was it was weird seeing Garoppolo hop on the flight. Satu rose in front of me. Uh, slept through most of it. That that's the thing that made me the most jealous. Honestly, not the getting on late, not any of that stuff. The fact that he slept through an entire cross country flight. It's just that's a skill I do not have, and uh, I I am envious. He can do special things. That yeah. is a special thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Odds to win defensive player of the year. Bavada has, as you would imagine, Aaron Donald as the uh, as the favorite there. Not uh, not breaking news on that one. But following Donald, we have got Miles Garrett. Uh, sorry, Donald at plus four hundred. Garrett at plus fifty. Uh, plus five fifty. So close. T.J. Watt at plus 700, Chase Young 1,000, Bosa 11, uh, Bosa, comma, J, 14, Khalil Mack plus 2,000, Derwin James 25, Wagner 33, uh, Darius Leonard 33, Minka 33, Jalen Ramsey 33, uh, Gilmore 33, White 33, 33 is a popular number, Von Miller also plus 33, J.J. Watt all the way down there plus 5,000, and then uh, if you want to, you want to take a shot? Former Detroit Lion, current Philadelphia Eagle, Darius Slay, plus 10,000. Where's your DPOY money going? Yeah, never Slay. And this is not even a shot to him. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a shot to him. It's just never that guy. Um, By the way, literally, uh, Richard Sherman has better odds at plus 8,000 than Darius Slay does right now at plus 10,000. And this is breaking news (laughs) accounted for. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry that this is not me going out on limbs and things it's aaron donald's league defensively until it's not the changing of the guard is happening beneath him underneath him behind him whatever however you look at the list Mm -hmm. it's just that he's not he's not slowing down the tires are not are are not getting tread there's no thread showing and you're gonna have to honor that because we're not giving him outright mvp we have to honor it with defensive player of the year until you know he's tired of of, of getting it. So yeah. as much as you'd like to have some of those other names pop up, it's not it's not gonna happen. It's just it's crazy to think right now the disparity between the best offensive player and the best defensive player and the second best offensive player and the second best defensive player because it is really Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Donald's world right now. Yeah, I think that's so cool because it's something that the league has been trying to act like is the truth for yeah. all, for some years in certain situations, but it's actually the truth. There are there are two superstars that own the right to say that no one can touch them and just market them, market them as such. Yeah, I think I think Mahomes is going to do fine. I think he's going to be yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about Patty. Um, comeback player of the year. This is an interesting one. Bavada says Dak Prescott, the current favorite at, sorry, plus 170. 
followed by Saquon Barkley plus 600, McCaffrey plus 650, Burrow 650, Nick Bosa 700, Wentz 900, Julio's plus 15, Derwin James 16, my MVP choice, Jameis Winston plus 18, <laughs> followed by guys like Sam Darnold, Von Miller, Odell, Joe Mixon, Tim Tebow, way too high at plus 28, Garoppolo plus 3,000, Hunter, Williams, Dante Hightower, Mosley, and Kyle Long at plus 15,000. What a bone toss to Tebow, surprisingly. Why is he that high? Like, that's ridiculous. Because like, if that, he that gets is... 10 catches, that's comeback player of the year worthy. Ugh. No, I'll tell you what this is. Like, this is, we're going to take people's money. It's plus 2,800 on Tim Oh, Tebow. yeah. There's definitely some saps that are like, you just wait and see what the Lord does. And I love the Lord. Mario Hines <laughs> loves the Lord. But I know there's people that are saying, you just wait and see God work through Tim Tebow. And meanwhile, the linebacker, the third string linebackers are like, <laughs> is it my playoff? Is it t- is it Tim? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> but you, you love the Lord enough to watch that garbage show Messiah. <laughs> you know what? You, you I love the Lord so much. I Googled for 45 minutes uh-huh. why there's no season two. That's... <laughs> I love that you just couldn't understand it. Like, you couldn't fathom that you lived in a world where the Messiah season two wasn't coming out on Netflix. Couldn't accept it. Walked outside at times. <laughs> it's just shaking your head. <laughs> muttering wildly. I, that's amazing. Just amazing. Um, come back later in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think one player on the list is actually a reason why another player on the list is going to get it. I think it's going to be McCaffrey supported by Sam Darnold being way better than most are expecting, Mm -hmm. stabilizing, giving an opportunity to get downfield, opening up some space. And McCaffrey still is really impressive Mm -hmm. and really fun. And that reminder, plus him being um, easy to like, is going to make for a good comeback player of the year story. You know I'm... And the South stinks. That's true. You You know I'm high on Darnold. I remain high on Darnold. You're so. one of the few, man, and, and and you are you are swamming it up. But it's 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 worth it, and I know it's your eye because he's quality football player, shipwreck of a situation. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't seem as much as he seemed down. And and I love your opinion on 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 the transition. As much as he seemed down, he didn't seem broken. I think if if you can if you can catch my, he didn't seem like Tim Couch. Right, 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 know. or David Carr. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's tough to play the quarterback position when you don't have any offensive linemen. So, right. Yeah. And and then they went out and got, I mean, they drafted Mackay Becton, but that was one. Then Now this year they went out and signed people and uh, drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. So a much better position for the current New York Jets quarterback uh, yes. than, the, than the former. Offensive rookie of the year. This is, this is, so. we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Bavada has, as you would imagine... Trevor Lawrence, the favorite here. Um, he is plus 275, followed by Justin Fields at plus 575, Trey Lance at plus 650, Najee Harris plus seven, Zach Wilson, the aforementioned New York Jets quarterback at plus 750. Uh, the seventh highest paid tight end in all of professional football, Kyle Pitts plus 1,000, Jamar Chase 12, Mac Jones 12, Devontae is plus 16, Jalen's two. And so on and so on. Where's your money going? This may make me sound foolish. Not foolish. That's too strong of a word. But Mm. it may make my comeback player of the year seem up in the air. Mm. But I'm actually going with Chase. I think it's pretty clear 
that that's what's going to happen from a volume standpoint. I think he has the best opportunity to be young and important and make those mistakes without losing importance mm-hmm. and get continue to get opportunities. And he has a guy that can get him those opportunities in, in, an op- in, in a way that he'll be successful enough slash more times than not. Uh, I just can't do the Trevor Lawrence thing. I, we have to figure out what Urban Meyer is going to do before we can say what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. Agreed. Not to say either one of them are going to do bad, but that that takes some process. So give me Chase as a, a fun, you know, back-to-back LSU wide receivers looking way too ready for the league uh, and, and Chase being a, a key part of that. Yeah, the Bengals are going to throw the ball around on offense. There's no question about that. My issue with Chase is that, you know, Tyler Boyd's there and T. Higgins is there. So, you know, are there enough footballs for everybody? Yeah, I think I think so. I think the, the point is that uh, there better be enough footballs for Jamar. <laughs> so I think that's the point. And, you know, as, as much as, as Higgins will break through as well and benefit, if we're talking trajectory of who's the guy we, we we're not gonna we're not gonna ignore what what chase can do should do and we'll be put in position to do all right and we'll we'll finish it with defensive rookie of the year this is a much more up in the air list at bovada mm-hmm. we have got the favorite uh new oh it pains me to say this it it, it i i hate saying it it's just it's not it doesn't sound right new <laughs> dallas cowboy linebacker micah parsons at plus mm-hmm. 500 uh, Jalen Phillips, Miami uh, defensive, Miami Hurricane, now Miami Dolphin, I believe. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Defensive end, Jalen Phillips at plus 700. Jamin Davis, Washington Redskin, plus 900. Quiddy Pay, plus Washington 9. Washington football team. Was- oh, I- Washington Warriors, Washington Indians, Washington <laughs> Racists, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Quiddy Pay, plus 9. Cleveland Brown, Steel in the second round. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Plus nine fifty, Patrick thirteen the second at a thousand, JC Horn at fourteen, Zaven Collins at fourteen, Aziz Ojolari at eighteen, and so on and so on. Uh, where's your money? Where's your money going? Good luck slowing down, Micah Parsons in mm. this league. Stop it! And the, don't say and that. that. I'm sorry that the, the the team he's attached to is not my favorite either. Mm-hmm. But my I, I cannot let my mouth tell a lie that my eyes have seen. And good luck with figuring out how to make this kid uh, look regular. And I'm yeah. excited for that. I'm excited for that. that he's one of those guys that's, that's going to get ready for the changing of the guard, and it's it's going to show. So it'll be fun. Let's just let's just say he'll he'll have two down games next year. Let's just say that. Okay. I'll I'll take it. And the and the playoff loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'll tell you, man. That linebacker group is scary if if Van Der Esch can catch a break and stay healthy. They are they are ridiculously good. I'll, and I'll tell you what, Van Der Esch is the guy who it, it he's one of those guys who is so easy to like and I hate so much that he's a cowboy. But with Van Der Esch, with Jalen Smith, with uh Micah Parsons, man, that's a good, good linebacker core. I can't I mean, that's the football we want. You know, you're not allowed to you you don't have to say this again. I mm. promise. I won't make you say this again. But that's a good group, and that's good for football. And I'm not going to say I can't wait to watch. Obviously, I'll have plenty of opportunities because the Cowboys and the NFC East are always in my face. So mm. I'm going to check it out. Well, all right. 
plenty of time for me to deal with the necessary amount of therapy to have to watch that linebacker core <laughs> play for a while. Uh, all right. Well, look, that's uh, that's going to be it for this episode of the Underdog NFL Show, our, our return to form, and quote unquote. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.